Hey, this is Catherine from Flock of Nerds, and you're listening to The Cartridge Club. Weekly. Weekly. No one's going to hear that. Let's go ahead. Turn that away. They'll hear it. They'll hear it in their heads. All right. Welcome to uh, The Cartridge Club. Welcome to the Cartridge Club episode. No, oh my goodness. Welcome to Cartridge Club Weekly for July the 2nd. What is the Cartridge Club Weekly? Uh, I'm glad you asked. The Cartridge Club Weekly is a weekly podcast hosted by myself and you, Mm. uh, my brother. And uh, we talk about uh, gaming news currently through the happens throughout the week. And we talk about some stuff happening within the Cartridge Club, some updates, if you will. Uh, We usually uh, squeeze in a little CC mission. Yes. Round it off with a topic and then bring it on home with uh, with me. some questions that have been asked by the community. I have a review to tweet out. Oh, you do have to get that on there. Right there. That was close. <laughs> right down to the wire. Yeah, I'm going to tweet that right now. So we're going to open up uh, with some video game news. Not a very busy week. No, I don't have very much. <laughs> um, first one I have is the Xbox One X will download the 4K game patches regardless of what style TV you have. So even if you so if you buy an Xbox One X and you only have a television that's capable of 1080p output, the your Xbox One X will automatically download the patch for the 4K uh, version of that game. So you, I mean that's I mean that makes sense. I don't Yeah. You wouldn't want to have to go later. But if you don't have a 4K TV, now you're going to have this giant patch on your hard drive that is useless to you. What's the file size difference are we talking here? From 1080 to 4K? Mm. I don't output anything in 4K, but I imagine it's significant. Mm. Mm. Uh, James, Richard Pixel, does videos in 4K. Maybe he can tell us the difference between a 1080p version of that video and a 4K version. Let but it does make sense. Let and on know. that same note, the Xbox One S and the Xbox One will both download the appropriate versions of the games that they're supposed to. So they will download your 1080p versions. So it's good. I don't know. The system's... Uh, I just thought it was neat that it, regardless of your television, it's going to download what that system uses best. I think it should. I think it's a great idea. I think uh, if I ever were to upgrade to a 4K, I wouldn't want to have to go back to my games and download all those patches. So That's true. They'll already be there. And I'm th- these things already come with gigantic hard drives anyway, don't they? Oh, but they make you install the games on those systems. Yeah, the hard drives actually are not... I have to look to see the actual specs for the Xbox One X. I think it's one terabyte. Um, Ooh, that does not sound like a lot. No. For 4K gaming. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a lot for current gen. It is It is a, It's a, an adequate amount for current gen, yes. But not for... 4K, I, I, I think that, yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, then all the rest I have is the big one. Do you have anything else in between? Yes. Uh, they announced Nintendo Monopoly. Ooh. So you can... Oh, but it's not like normal Monopoly. It's different. It's called Monopoly Gamer is what it's called. Okay. Have you not seen this? No. Oh, anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see it in the shared document here. Where did you... I looked for it earlier. There was no shared document. July 2nd, under the weekly folder. When did you make it? Monday? No way. I went looking today. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> there's boss fights and stuff, and there's a cool new dice you can roll. Uh, you know what? I probably missed that text where you said, hey, where's the shared document? Oh, I, I just assumed you didn't. I don't, I'm not going to bug you to do it. I never look at it anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks cool. Looks neat. So what is it? Just a board game? It is. It's Monopoly. Except Nintendoized. Nintendo-influenced. Cool. Yeah, looks good. Uh, I think there was one other thing I had. Uh, 
check here. Oh, that Sakaguchi game I talked about last yes, week? Yes, I'm excited. So when's that coming? Remember I was looking at on while we were recording and it's, I seen something that said it's just mobile garbage? Right. Turns out it's just mobile garbage. Uh. But, I mean, they're doing really well. It's the most... It's the best financial gain they've had since they did Mistwalker was when they started making these mobile games. It's a sad reality, is what it is. I'm happy for them as a company. I'm sad for us as gamers. I'm so sad. Ooh, I have some unnews. Ooh, what does that mean? Vanillaware released a uh, turn-based JRPG on the PSP. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. In Japan only. Now, when was like, that released? Ten years ago or something. <laughs> oh, well, what are you talking about? I just, I was at work today, and I don't have video game websites, so I was on Wikipedia reading about my one of my favorite development you just companies. just go on Wikipedia? Adorable. You know, just, sometimes I just go on Wikipedia and just, I'll start reading an article, and then I'll click a link. And yeah, open, I've done that. I've open it in a new tab, finish my article, then I'll go read that one, and I'll, I'll just cascade through Wikipedia. Yeah, I've done that. Did you know that the PSP systems... Are region coded, but the UMDs are not region coded, so you can play any UMD in any system. I thought PSP was region free. It is, but say that again. <laughs> I think the systems are region coded for the store, the online store. Oh, but the games and everything you, you can play any play. game anywhere. Very cool. I didn't yeah. know that. I found that out today on Wikipedia. I mean, I guess it <laughs> makes sense. I can't buy Japanese games on any of my region free stuff. No. Anyway, that's pretty cool. What is the vanilla? What's the reviews like for that game? Uh, it scored really well with Famitsu, really? like exceptionally well. I need to have this game. What is the story premise? Uh, uh, that's not a, it's not an actual news thing. We'll talk about it after this. All right, Yoshi <laughs> looks like he uh, knows how to set you up with that. So. Yeah, so maybe I'll be able to to get yeah. the translation. Yeah, and if not, somebody will. Yeah, him, between him and Jared, you'll you'll be covered. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into the big topic here. The the big news story. Um. Yeah, Nintendo announces that they are releasing another Nintendo Classics Super Nintendo Edition. So, Nintendo Classic is the brand. Right. But this one is the Super Nintendo one. Right. Oh my god, So, the similar list. to Last Christmas's mm. NES Classic, or Quoquilly... Quoquilly... I don't know. Quoquilly... I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> you're having a stroke. <laughs> Colloquially... Jesus. Dude, what are you saying? <laughs> it's a word. Colloquial. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Also well, known as the NES Mini. I had a patient at work today, and he had a prison tattoo, and it just said Coke. <laughs> like, Coke. <laughs> and we were like, is that the drink? or Was it the Coke, this guy was was it the Coke font? He was hard. Like, it was definitely was not the drink. He stands, so there's a... We look for a Pepsi one. The guy, that's how they determine who sells what in the, in the prison area. <laughs> They all just walk out with their shirts menu. off. You know, like <laughs> cigarettes. One that says cigarettes. One that says Coke. Yeah. Coke. One, you know, one that says shivs. Yeah. And then. That's all I can think of um, when you were trying to say colloquialism. If you have, if you have actually been in prison and this is not how it is, please correct us. Man, who do you think in the club has been in prison? That mm -hmm. should have been a CC Answers. That should have been. That'll be next week. Oh, man. I mean, the obvious answer is Julian Vega. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Julian's been in jail. Julian's got connections, dude. Maybe he's avoided jail, but he definitely knows a lot of people in jail. I don't think he's been in jail. He's got some shady deals that we're going to get into because he's going to get a, a SNES Classic no matter what. I still don't think Julian's been in jail. Of course he's not been I in think, jail. Actually, I think of anybody. <laughs> Nobody's been in jail. <laughs> anyway, if somebody asks who, next week. Who do you think? That's the next week question. We're going to move on to news. So the SNES <laughs> Mini. The, SNES, the Super Nintendo Classic. Yes. Coming to North America, Europe, and Japan. 21 games in North America. I can't believe how quickly it's coming out. It's September 29th. That's what? Two and a half months away. Yeah. Well, three. There are no pre-orders available in Canada yet, 
Pre-orders in the UK have been opening up throughout the whole week and selling out almost instantly. I think this is the same way it happened with NES Classic. I believe so. Uh, the longest pre-order that was open was at a place I think it was called Argos or something like that. And it was open for an hour today. In, in UK, you mean? Yeah. Um, now, Nintendo has stated they're going to make significantly more of these than they did for the NES Mini. That's a big concern for a lot of people, and a valid concern that they're not going to be able to get them, because Nintendo has also stated these are only going to be for sale for the 2017 year. Okay, two things I'm scared of. Actually, one thing I'm scared of. No, two things. Oh, boy. Mm. A, are we going to get pre-orders? And if they are going to do pre-orders, are we going to know in advance that the pre-orders are coming? I want to be able to line up for the pre-order. EB Games has tweeted out and informed people that any information they have on SNES Mini and SNES Mini pre-orders will not be available until September. Oh, snap. So there, if there's pre-orders, it won't even be until September. From EB Games. Okay. Um, so my second point is, I either A, want them to announce that the pre-order is coming, or B, don't do pre-orders at all. Because I want to be able to line up either day, yep. whether it's pre-order day or the day of, and get my SNES Classic. Right. So they, they shipped 2.3 million NES Classics. And they have say said... That, say it again? 2.3 million. Is that world? Or is yes, that? it's global. Oh uh, so they have said they're making significantly more of the Super Nintendo classics. Well, I hope. <laughs> no matter what number they put on there, it's not going to be enough. Uh, you know, definitely not. You know what's cool about it is, though? If you get one, you're balling. It's cool to have. Yeah. It's the same with the NES class. It's still that way with the NES class. If you have an NES class, it's a status thing now. It's, it's crazy. Um, which is cool. I like limited. I think limited's cool. Um, so I agree. I, I also am a fan of limited things, limited items. Yeah. Um, I don't think I want, I think if something is, is labeled as limited, it should be limited. I think this physical item for the item itself to be limited is okay. I do believe these games should be available digitally on their eShop. Yeah. If they're going to make, if they're going to make the item itself limited, they need to make these games available. Yeah, sure. But you can get them. You can get them now, can't you? How do you feel about the fact that this is the only way currently to play Star Fox 2? That's kind of interesting. I'm assuming they're going to release it on the eShop later. I don't know how they wouldn't. I think this is a great way to launch it, though. It's a great way to draw attention to the SNES Classic and a great way to launch Star Fox 2. I think if they just launched it on the eShop, it would have just been an email. It would have got a hype for a couple days, and that would have been it. And that would have been it. Instead, look what it's exploded into. And now people are going to want Star Fox 2. The developers of Star Fox 2 didn't even know this was happening. Yeah, somebody tweeted a picture of them celebrating it. Yeah. Is that real? I don't know if that picture is real, but there was an interview with the, the director. And they were like, so this game's coming out. Did you know it was coming? And he was like, no, no clue. And then they asked him how close... Because there are fan rips of, a, of an uncompleted yes. ROM. Yes, it's supposed to be really close. And well, they asked him how close are those, and he said, well, they're about 95%, but the 5% they're missing is the QA that they go through at oh. Nintendo. He said, and there is no other company who does QA like Nintendo. He said, That's so, true. So what you're missing is the polish, the fine details, the fine tuning. Cool. Said, so those those are close, but the, the, there are often times when the final build of a game, and this is with any game in any company, Yeah, yeah. the final build, once it runs through that quality assurance program, can come out to be drastically different than the final, than the Cool. Than the um, question for you. Do you think it's going to be released on the eShop later? I sincerely hope so. I think it is a big misstep. Yeah, but do you think it will be? No, I don't. You don't think they're going to release it? No. Ah. No, I don't. It's going to be released. 
There's no other way to get it. They haven't released any of the games from the NES Classic. Any of the games from the NES Classic that were not available on the Wii U eShop or the 3DS eShop have not been released. Yeah, but I'm sure you get them on one of the eShops. No. What? There is no way to play Final Fantasy 1. Oh. Hmm. That's tough. See, those those are licensed games. That's that's harder. First party ones you're going to get. Licensed games, that's that's a whole other situation. I'd have to go through the entire list on the NES Classic to see if they're all available in the eShop. I can't confirm that they are. I know that some of the, the licensed games are not. Oh, that's, that's, that's licensing. That's my concern. That's, that's got nothing to, you have nothing to worry about there. Star Fox 2 is a first party game, isn't it? Yeah. Right. But if this item is going to be limited... And it will be. Those <laughs> licensed games, all of the games that are available on this need to be available on the eShop, the Switch eShop. No, oh, these aren't Nintendo games. Not all these are Nintendo games. All these are games are, that were on Nintendo. If they don't belong to Nintendo, how can they can't guarantee that. They can't decide. Troy Enemies is like, nope, uh, you have to pay us 95% of whatever you make on that if you want to have this on your eShop. And they can be like, you know, pound sand. We can't decide that. They, it's the licenses. It's the companies that you got to go against, not Nintendo. The, it's the companies that are making the licenses too expensive. For this product to be limited, <laughs> and it's going to be limited. Of course. No matter how many That's they the make. Of it. No matter how many they make, it will not be enough. Just to be clear, I want an NES Classic, and I like that I can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> these these are going to be sold out no matter how many they make of these. Mm. Whether it's one or 100 million, these mm. will sell out. Yeah. One hundred percent, they will sell out. I would love to see a hundred million of them. <laughs> so would I. So that every scalper who buys up six or seven or eight to try and flip them, it's coming. They can eat it. I would like um, that too. Oh, we got to remember we're back to reset for no cursing here. So, oh, did we swear? Yet? No, I don't think so. Patrick, yeah, so lazy. Close one. So, but I think knowing it's going to be limited, knowing enough will not be made, they need to make every effort possible to make sure that the games that are on there are available to their fans who want to play them who are unable to get this item. Sure, I agree you don't have to make the, the SNES... Okay, name a game. Name a game that you're Final talking. Fantasy 3. You can get that through various different things through Square Enix right now. You can get it on your phone. I want it on a Nintendo Switch. But Nintendo doesn't own it! Right. That's like saying I want Uncharted on my Switch. But Nintendo I'm... made the effort to license it and put it on the Super Nintendo Mini. Right. To make the Super Nintendo Mini attractive to more people. No, because that was a high hot game on the Super Nintendo. Right. This is the Super and Nintendo And now they're going to launch an eShop on the Nintendo Switch. Right. It's that... not a Super Nintendo eShop. It's the eShop. Right, but it's all of the game. They have Sega Classic games on there. Yeah, and I'm sure they will s still have some of those. I don't get the licensing. Is it's Con it's Contra delicate. Three: The Alien Wars is on the Super Nintendo Mini, and it's available mm -hmm. on the Wii U eShop. There is nothing stopping them from saying, mm -hmm. "We want these licenses for this item, and we want to also license them for our eShop." Yeah, it I doesn't know, make sense not to. If Nintendo got to decide that, they would have all of these games on their eShop. They wouldn't hold back. They were going to make money on them. It's a licensing issue. We don't decide that. They don't decide that. It's the other companies that they have to negotiate with that decides it. Okay. I'm just saying that it, <laughs> if, if there are games that are on this that okay, are not so available. Okay, your stance is... And, I, and I, in all honesty, I don't think we'll see Star Fox 2 on the eShop. I think Star Fox 2 will live only on the Super Nintendo Mini. We need to start calculating bets. We need to get Derek to start recording our bets. And we should do a bet right now. <laughs> all right. Star Fox 2 is definitely going to the eShop. What's the bet? That's the thing. We got to think of bets. I don't know. <laughs> but we have time to decide this. So next week, maybe we'll uh, we'll brainstorm. If that. Star Fox Two is on the eShop, I say so. I say it won't be. You say it will be. If it 100%, 100%. is, I will stream it to completion. Okay. Because you won. 
And if it doesn't, we're going to have to set a deadline because it can't just be forever. You'll never have to pay up. But we don't even know when the eShop's going to start. <laughs> we'll say within one year from the date of the eShop starting. Okay. So if Star Fox 2 is not on the Nintendo Switch eShop within one date from the eShop starting, you have to stream. This is going to be a long bet. What do you have to stream? The original Star Fox. Sure. Okay. That's tough. Both of them, I'm sure, are very tough. Yeah. All right, so well, let's talk about some of the games on here. That's fun. We're, we're, we're rattling a few off us. Yes. Let's actually name names. I got the list. Do you want me to bring it up? Yeah, bring it up. All right. It's Because uh, there's 21 games coming, and uh, there's different games in North America and Europe mm -hmm. versus Japan. And this is alphabetical. So Contra okay. 3, big game starting off. Yep. Love it. Alien Wars is a good one. One of Aaron Stapich's favorites. We did... A, a video with Retro J. <laughs> yeah, that's with, what it was. Uh, Tiger, Patrick Swayze, Uppercut. Yes. Oh, by the way. Tiger effing uppercut. I've been inserting swear words in between Patrick and Swayze, um, thus defeating the purpose of Patrick Swayze. When at home? If I stub my toe, I say Patrick blank and Swayze. Really? <laughs> yeah. Then why are you saying Patrick Swayze I don't Swayze know. It's, like, it's embedded in my head now. All right. Contra 3 Alien Wars. Big title. Konami entry. Nice to see. Yeah. Big. Uh, Dunk Kong Country. The first one, not the second one. Kind of wish it was number two. Uh, a lot of people have, have had that same sentiment, but it is still a very good game. Yeah. Uh, yep. No, nothing wrong with it. Um... And maybe there are people who don't want to... No, that reason doesn't make sense. Next up. Uh, Earthbound. Ooh. That's a big one. Uh, that's a big one. So the crew at... Uh, I'll talk about bonus right after. Yeah, Earthbound. That is... Uh, this will be, so Earthbound also available on the eShop. So, so far, every game available here is available on the eShop. Cool. Final Fantasy. Current eShop. Yep. On Wii U. Wii U and uh, 3DS. They're, they're combined? Uh, no, there's two different shops, but those games are all available. <laughs> maybe not Contra, but the other ones are available on 3DS. Yeah, Nintendo's so weird. <laughs> Final Fantasy 3. Final Fantasy 3. So this game is not available anywhere else on a Nintendo platform other than the original Super Nintendo cartridge or Game Boy Advance. Really? Yeah. Well, then what makes you think they're going to bring it? They're putting it on here. Let's make that our bet. They're putting it on here <laughs> if they don't put this on their eShot. If I, first off, if I don't get a Super Nintendo Just Mini. imagine. If they could have had Final Fantasy 3, Sony must have a tight hold on that license. Um, because of Anthology. They must. Otherwise, it would be on... Their eShop. It's on here. Yeah, and just imagine how much they had to pay to get that. Otherwise, it would have been on the eShop. I don't e think it has anything to do with Sony. It's Square Maybe Enix. not Sony. Maybe Square just doesn't want to give it out. But imagine how much they must have had to pay. Otherwise, it would have been on their eShop on the Wii, on the Wii U, on the 3DS. Why? Why wouldn't it be? There's a bunch of games. Why wouldn't they be? But it's licensing. <laughs> anyway. Maybe. <laughs> it's maybe licensing. <laughs> they had to pay a buttload to get that game. <laughs> F-Zero. Uh, a lot of people are uh, yeah excited about F Zero. Yeah, it's a staple yeah. Nintendo franchise from that generation. If they added multiplayer or something, that'd be pretty cool. It has well, it's got two. Doesn't have a two player? Nah, it's just a one player game. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's just a one player game. Oh. Uh, Kirby Superstar. Yeah, that's uh, eight Kirby games in one. So really, there's 29 games on here. <laughs> that's awesome. Man. That's a great game. Two Kirby's though. Yeah. And the next one, Kirby's Dream Course. So this is a little-known Kirby golfing game that... My, like, favorite Kirby game was going to be on my Have You Heard Of reviews. <laughs> oh, man. Kirby's Dream Course. If you haven't played it, check it out. It's mini-golf, but you're Kirby, and you have powers, and it's so... So that game is not available anywhere else right now. Really? You looked into yeah. all this. I'm very impressed. I can't believe that's not. I don't think the Kirby Superstar is either. What? Well, that makes you think they're going to get... Games on. You told me that there's no reason they wouldn't have first party games. That's because I assume they did have them, because that's a fair assumption. 
So, Star Fox 2 is coming to that eShop. There's no other way to be played except for the SNES Classic. Yeah. You're right, there isn't. It's coming. Okay. You're going to be streaming it. <laughs> so fast. All right. Link to the past. Everybody, you knew that was coming. That's a great game. If you, uh, We don't need to talk about that. If you haven't played it, play it. And if you haven't played it, maybe you're interested in hearing about what it's like. Check out the first episode of The Cars. <laughs> yeah. Mega Man Xmas. Mm. So this is... Uh, Another Cartridge Club game. This is the third Cartridge Club game on this list so far. Wow. Dark Down Country being the first one. Secret of Mana. I know less happy. This fourth uh, Cartridge Club game. Another Square Enix title. So there's there's two Square Enix titles on here so far. Can you get that on... No. You used to be able to get it on Wii. Yeah, not anymore. What about Final Fantasy Could you get that on Wii? No. Uh, Star Fox 1 and 2. Right. So in order to unlock Star Fox 2, you have to beat the first stage of Star Fox 1. It's a bit silly, but okay. It is a bit silly. <laughs> um, this is the only way to play Star Fox 2. A lot of people are really excited about this. And when this system doesn't have enough units made to sa to satiate the 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 hunger, it's insatiable. For it, There's no way. Um, when when it when they it's don't have awesome. enough, and there are people who can't play it because some Patrick Swayze has seven of them stacked in his bedroom, it's gonna be so taking good. pictures and tweeting it. Um, and then they don't oh. put it on the eShop. There's going to be a lot of people that are really upset. This is a possibility for a very big misstep. Or a chance for greatness. Or a chance for greatness. I hope to be wrong. Either way, I'm going to win that bet. <laughs> Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Hyper Fighting. Yeah, I don't know. There's like 100 Street Fighter 2s on. This is the good one. This is the fast one. Okay. Didn't Ultra Street Fighter 2 just come out? Yes. <laughs> okay. This is why they don't do licensing agreements. Right. Super Castlevania 4. Another Konami title. Big one. Another cartridge club. Another cart. Not yet. Well, it's coming up. Future. Yeah, that's announced, right? Yeah. <laughs> Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Yes, another cartridge club game. J Rock's list is getting big here. He's, he must be. Uh, that one's Capcom representing. Yes. Is that the first Capcom game? Mm, Mega Man X. Mega Man X. Right, right, right. Uh, Super Mario Kart. This is in fact two player. Right. F Zero. I don't believe so. Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Third, Boom. third Square Enix title to be on here. Another mm. game not currently available on the eShops. Good question about that game. Squaresoft game. Is it because of Geno? Because they built it. They developed it. I know, but... Is that not first party Nintendo? Like, like is that not owned by Nintendo, it I mean? It could also be Mallow. Yeah, it could be Mallow. Or Smithy. Let's move on. Super Mario A World. Huge Mario game, obviously was going to be on there. Yep. Great game. I don't think I actually own that in physical form, so. <sighs> I don't either anymore. <laughs> uh, but I look forward to it again. Uh, Super Metroid. Arguably the greatest game of all time. It. You could argue that, yes. Yep. I can't even argue that. Super Punch-Out. Would make a great club game. You think? I do. I think. Maybe someday. Does it count as a sports game? Well, I'll sure. ask Bill about that. Uh, Yoshi's Island. It's Super Mario World 2, isn't it? it? Yes. It was called that for some reason. Just to sell it, I guess. Um, yeah, so a lot of good games there. A lot, a lot of My games. My God, amazing! Good, a good mixture of games from their third-party developers and first-party developers as well. A lot of people suspected that with the Super Nintendo Classic that they wouldn't have third-party support just because some of those games are, like you said, still available today in current form, uh, like yeah. Final Fantasy 3. Yeah. 
you could have taken those out and put Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3 and people would have just, mm, Final Fantasy 3 is hard to get rid of. Maybe so, something else. So when this was announced, I was instantly excited. At first I was like, oh man, I want this so bad. Uh, it looked like the controller ports were Super Nintendo controller ports. They're not, in fact. That's a front piece that pops out and yeah. then the Wii type controllers plug in. It does make me nervous about the controllers, but I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah, I have no doubt. Uh, Nintendo it's hardware Nintendo. is quality. Um, Instantly many... excited, but my hype has died. Why? For very much the same reason as the NES Classic, I don't have the desire to wait in line oh, okay. for long periods of time. I would like to be able to walk into a store, see them on the shelf, and get one. Even if they had the same availability as the Switch now. The Switch isn't available. Like You can't walk in every day, but once a week, a shipment comes in of half a dozen to ten, and then you can get them on the, you know, that day yeah. or the day after. Yeah. If it's that kind of availability, I'm okay with that. I'll get that. Hmm. Uh, I now I know you want to, you definitely want one, so we oh, will yeah. be staying overnight. Uh, or you don't s- have to. I will. I will stay with you. So <laughs> um, I'm not gonna let you stay alone, and I'll grab one, and I might just hold on to it for a bit, and then see what happens. But hmm. uh, um, there is a lot of good titles there that I would love to be able to play on the go. I would love to see these games released as either a compilation cartridge, every or game. individually on the eShop. That's ever been on a Nintendo console that they have licensed to should be on the Switch eShop. Right. But they have not done that historically with the Wii U. Dude. Or the 3DS or the Wii. With their new online service, they're going to have Star Fox 2. They're going to. Keep telling yourself that. It's going to be the best eShop you've ever seen because you're paying for it. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for the chaos. It's going to be nuts, dude. It is going to be nuts. Nuts. People are already going. American, a lot of American purchasers have pre-ordered from the UK because mm. their their model looked a little different. Yeah. But they want to because they haven't had pre-orders in the states yet, so they're pre-ordering from the UK, which is then limiting what supply is going to the UK. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I I think it'll be interesting to see if these UK retailers honor American pre-orders, or if they say, "Listen, I'm not shipping to the states." I've got a hundred guys here at home that want it, and it's cheaper to send it to them. Getting real patriotic on the uh, for the SNN Classic round, maybe. Um, I think I find it weird that they are actually taking pre-orders though. What is that about? I don't know. Some people wait for allocation. Uh, some don't. I can't speak to whether or not they are waiting or not waiting. Right. Um, so let's talk about the Super Famicom Mini. What games are missing from that device? What they gained? So they do not have Super Castlevania 4, Super Punch-Out, Kirby's Dream Course, and Earthbound. Instead, they have The Legend of the Mystical Ninja, uh, or Gambari Goemon. Oh, man. Goemon? they have Super Formation Soccer, Fire Emblem, Mystery of the Emblem, and Panel Dupon, known also as Tetris Attack. Dude, I didn't know that there was differences. A lot of people are upset that we don't have Tetris Attack. I can understand that. I so would that's give the Japanese one. A couple of these for... It's funny when Star Fox is like a weak link. I think that says volumes about this list. Yeah. So you want one, 100%. Oh, so many percentages. Because there's a lot of games on here that I would have to repurchase Because this is anyway. going to be at about a $100 price tag for us. I would have to re... Because I made a, a, a list. We all made a list of a top of 100 games. I want to recollect all those games because a lot of them I sold um, when I sold them off my collection. This would knock off a lot of those off my list. So It's a win-win. This is saving me money. Right. <laughs> so there is a there is a lot of excitement around this, uh, as expected. It's a big, big hot ticket item. It's going to be out this Christmas from September 29th. Uh, assume December 31st. Don't expect to see them after that, as per Nintendo. 
If it's something you desperately, desperately want, get to the stores, get lined up. Book your, your vacation day now and just wait. Um, try and avoid retailer or reseller prices. If you're somebody who likes to make a profit off of other people. Um, oh, boy. Patrick Swayze's. Then this is, <laughs> careful. that's just how you are as a person and so be it. Um, if, yeah, I, I, I dream of a better world where we don't try and get rich off of a, a, the Never happened, dude. other people. Never happened. Well, it w- wouldn't in Russia. What, what happens in Russia? I mean, it's, it's way I better than this garbage we had anymore. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, try and look out for each other. So if you're in the cartridge club... Mm. And you come across one, you come across a couple, um, there will be Cartridge Club members who want this for themselves, not to resell, to play, to yeah. enjoy with their families. To love. To love, uh, to help bolster collections. So awesome. if you see one and you're in the club, grab one and, you know, shoot a message out or shoot a message out and say, hey, keep an eye out. Ryan Ovation did that last time with the NES Classics. He was like, hey, I'm at Walmart. There's six of them here on the shelves. Check hey, them man. out. Uh, Julian Vega retweeted it, tagged Bill and Joe in it. Bill drove right out there and, like a very true friend, picked up two, one for him and one for Bill. Uh, sorry, pretty one much for him one, and, one, and one for Joe, just to make sure that he got one. Um, so if you're in the club, just look out for each other. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you're in the club and your intention is to buy one and resell for $400, don't. Don't. Um, <laughs> I have um, nephews who are getting to the age now. When, when they come over to my house, they see my consoles and they want to play. And I want to play things with them. I you just, don't have any games left. That that is a big one. <laughs> but the games that I do have, like Bloodborne and stuff, I can't play that with them. This is the perfect thing to whip out, plug it in, tons of things to play. Yeah. So it's it's for people like that. Yeah. I mean, this is great for families. Your nephews, your nieces come over. You can whip your mini out, and you guys can play right in the living room. That's what. All right. That I think that's, that's it. all I, I have. I'm just wanna I'm looking at the list. Like I said, the most exciting thing I'm I'm excited for is Dreamforce. Which one has you most excited? Final Fantasy Three. I think this is a question we asked. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. So we just answered. We'll wait. <laughs> so that is it for news. That's our news. And also kind of our topic. Yeah, we're gonna roll our topic into that instead of because that was a longer thing. We discussed it a little bit there, and I'm sure some of you are sick of hearing about NES class. Or, yeah, so I'll let us know. In terms of the topic, what are your opinions on uh, limited stock? Yeah. How do you, yeah. How There's actually handle? already a Super Nintendo Classic uh, discussion started on the Cartridge Club forums oh. under the hardware tag. I'll throw a link here in the description for this. Right down um, here. Lotus Stark, I believe, started that up. So go check that out and, and give us your thoughts on the NES, on the Super NES Classic. Give us your thoughts on the games that are there. Yeah. Um, and let us know what your thoughts are on limited stock and how you feel about, uh, what do you think about the eShop? Which one of us do you think is going to be right on that bet? It's, I'm going to win. Okay. I have like a year and a half for this to happen. <laughs> we'll see. If it comes out tomorrow, you lose. Right. If, if it doesn't come out tomorrow, I get a year and a half. Right. You're probably going to forget. <laughs> nope. Uh, so Derek will keep it a track. Yeah. All right, or, so, or Eric will have a spreadsheet. So we are going to move into the next segment of the show, which is the Cartridge Club update portion. Yes. Uh, in this segment, what we do is talk about some goings on in the club. We'll mention some of the podcast videos and blogs that have been uploaded this week. Uh, give a brief uh, one or two thoughts or a summary of those shows, uh, and uh, and then uh, also talk about some club announcements, which we're going to start with. Uh, so first up, the CC Portable game for June Big is news. now over. So July has begun officially, and that game is Tetris DS. 
I definitely thought he said Tetris DX. Yep, that's why I clarified on that S. <laughs> <laughs> you thought that too? No, oh. but the, the Cartridge Club hang on had that uh, confusion. So grab uh, your Tetris. Um, as well, uh, speaking of Tetris DS, we're going to turn things over to Rocket Sauce. He's going to give us an update oh, on Rocket's, Beat My Score. Rocket! Check him out! Hello, CC Weekly listeners. It is I, the Cartridge Club heir parent, it's Rocket Sauce, and I am back here on CC Weekly to promote the Beat My Score Challenge for the month of July. Now, normally with these Beat My Score challenges, we've been lining them up with the Cartridge Club Prime Game of the Month, but for July, we want to do something a little different here. Now, if you listen to the debut episode of CC Portable that dropped this week, hosted by Curtis from Girlfriend Versus, then you know July's Game of the Month for CC Portable is Tetris DS for the Nintendo DS. So in honor of the hit new podcast in the Cartridge Club, the Beat My Score Challenge for July will be Tetris, specifically the portable versions of Tetris. Whether that's the Game of the Month version Tetris DS, the classic Game Boy version, the Texas Instrument, T183 Graphical Calculator version, or any other portable versions of Tetris that you might have are perfectly acceptable for this challenge. But just a friendly reminder though, that Puyo Puyo Tetris on the Nintendo Switch is not acceptable for this challenge because the Switch is a console, not a handheld. Now, there are two challenges for this month of Tetris. The first challenge is to see you can set the highest score, and the second challenge is to see you can clear the most lines. All you need to do is simply snap a photo of your work in Tetris and add it either to the Cartridge Club's forums under the Beat My Score page or post it to Twitter with the hashtag CCBMS. That's all for now. Goodbye, everyone. And we're back! Yeah, so <laughs> very excited to get involved with Beat My Score. I'm glad that they're syncing that up with the Tetris DS. I love Ryan. It's going to be a good time. I don't know why he had to show his nipples, but I love it. <laughs> We better watch a different video. Uh, <laughs> next up, the Cartridge Club Prime game of the month is now uh, officially Portal. The is it Valve who made that? I think the Valve puzzle platformer, first person shooter. It, yeah, it's a it's a puzzle. It's a logic puzzle game. Hmm. I love logic puzzles. Excited to play that. We will get some good guests lined up for that show. This will be my first time playing Portal. Um, I just found out I cannot get it on the Microsoft e, uh, Microsoft. Xbox store. Why not? Gonna because reasons. I'm gonna try. But it's there, but you can't get it. Right, you can't buy it. I'm gonna try PlayStation. See if it's there, and if not, I'm gonna have to break down and buy that uh, orange box, or I could get it on Steam for a dollar. But yeah, do that, man. Play it on your Mac. Yeah, maybe we could probably play it together and beat it in like a night. Oh, can we play that together on Steam? It's short. No, no, I mean I can play it here with you. Oh, okay. It's short. Well, then maybe I'll do that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Let's not big that. on gaming on my Mac, but uh, so that's that game. And um, also some news, uh, we have officially announced the lineup of games for the Cartridge Club Prime running from February 2018 to April 2018. Huge news! And you can see those now on the forums at www.cartridgeclub.org uh, in the Cartridge Club um, Game of the Month form, and it's the first link there. You thought the SNES Classic lineup looked good. Wait till you see this one. Yeah. And, and actually, guess what? Not limited. All three of the games, sorry, two of the three games on that list are visible in the shop behind my head right now. Oh my gosh, licensing agreements. Yeah. Oh um, wait, yeah, you have a big one there. Yeah. That's what. Um, yes, so I'm excited for one of those games in particular. I'm excited for all three. I think it's three, right? Yeah. But one in particular, I'm very excited. Yeah, one I haven't played before, one I've played a little bit of before, and one I've beaten, so. Yeah, 
Me too. Uh, no, two I haven't played before. Oh, okay. And one I haven't beaten. Um, and one I have beaten. I mean. That's up for that's it for announcements. Uh, if you want to stay up to date on the podcast, videos, and blogs we're about to mention, please grab the Cartridge Club official app developed by Armageddon Games. You can get this on iOS and Android devices. Adorable. Podcasts. First up, Polykill. Polykill did a collect call. Oh, yeah, man. It was good. So collect call is a play on words because these are all interviews with game collectors. Yes. Um, I had not listened to any prior ones of you. No, no. I didn't listen to most of the older Polykill stuff because Trav told us it was poo. He said that it literally was poo. Yeah. Um, so, I didn't know that existed. I want to... Oh, so we, I guess we should say who was on this one. Yeah, Eric. The Mighty Q Dog was on this. The Big Mighty Q. This episode, they talked about spreadsheets. They talked about shelves. They talked about collections. And it made, did two things. A, it made me want more collect calls. I'd love to hear one with Dean Lasagna. Oh, my God, yes. And B, it made me desperately want a Q-Dog podcast. Oh, my God, yes. He could do one with his brother, dude. He was talking about... So I dubbed them the Mighty Q-Bros. Um, he was telling stories about past experiences with his brother. He could just tell stories like that with his brother all day, and I would listen. Like, even if it was like a once every month or once every two months. Hell, yeah. You know? Yeah. It could be him and Melissa hosting and then bring his brother on or other people on. You know what I mean? But Yeah. Story time with the Q-Bros. Yeah, man. The Q-Bros. Check them out. Um, <laughs> it's coming. Future podcast. Yep. Next up, STC Podcast. Yes. I have so many weird notes that I, I can barely remember what they mean. I can't wait. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Something about trivia. Oh, trivia for Joe's collection. So, so Joe collects these things, and Bill's like, next time we're doing trivia about the things you collect, I want to see what you actually know about it. I would love if they actually did that this week, so I'm looking forward to that. I think this one started because of the uh, TV Guide collection. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, what was it, the backups to the TV Guide. Yeah. Um, Joe brought up a lot of secret meetings that Bill's been attending. I don't know what he's talking you about. You know anything about that? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, have, you been, have you been to any secret meetings? That's what meetings? I'm saying. I don't, I don't actually know what he's talking about. <laughs> I might have a, a, a name. Uh, anyway, I don't really know. Um, and then Bill's yard sale story. Bill is... Him and Hodge, man, I don't know how they do it, but Bill's talking about this lady uh, selling her Wii U. Yeah. Pretty good story. Forcing it on him. Yeah. You have to take this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, if you want to live, <laughs> come with me. But then he still <laughs> walks away with $10 Wii U games, and which is great. He's like, yeah. Oh, no, that was the woman who was like, ah, this is $300. That's the one I'm talking about. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was his pickup video where the woman forced it on him. Yeah, three hundred dollars. Uh, these go for three hundred dollars. I see that all the time. Yeah. Well, then, lady, put it on Kijiji and sell for three hundred dollars. Yeah, because I'm, I'm walking the Patrick Swayze away. <laughs> He's like, I will make it rain right here. He pulls out his wad. Yeah, I'm not walking around here. With, yeah, I'm not walking around here with stacks of yeah, cash. I'm yeah. like Julian Vega. <laughs> Few are. Um, but yeah, so Bill's yard sale stories. I love hearing. Um, he got some good finds for ten Smash Bros. and Mario Kart. I think he got for ten bucks. I'd like to get some on location uh, yard sales again this week. Dude, this year. You know what else I want? Do you remember when Bill and Joe had like a phone call? Yeah, and Joe and he, recorded he was it, guiding them. Oh man, I would love for them to do that again. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Anyway, that those were my notes for SEC. It was a great episode. Uh, there we so we had talked about what what Joe's wife thinks about these boxes and right yes and piles oh, of yeah, things that he brings right. home. Yeah. Um, and he, they actually mentioned that on that episode. Yeah, the storage locker. He has locker. a storage locker at work for his stuff. Genius, dude. I have lockers at my work where I could do that, and I'm considering not for, for my gaming stuff, yeah. but just to have two lockers. It would be awesome. Yeah. Put a change of clothes in there or something, you know? Yeah. Well, I have lockers at work where I keep a change of clothes and gym clothes. And like how many lockers do you have? Uh, one. 
Well, I have a locker at work too, but I want more now because you want extra lockers. <laughs> yeah, uh, next, so let's cool. roll into bonus barrel. All right, I got a couple of things for bonus barrel. I do too. Um, starting off, another mighty Q dog sighting. Yeah, he was in how many podcasts this week? Two. Eh, I guess it's only two, but still, it felt good. Um, I, first of all, I love when any anybody on bonus barrel ever talks about anybody else in the club. I love, I love that bonus barrel in the club. Um, but yeah, Mighty Q Dog. So he was talking about pre-ordering and pre-order culture. Yeah. What's your opinion on that before I get into it? What do you so think, Eric's, do you pre-orders? I don't want to say what Eric's point of view is. You can listen, you can hear, you can read it on Twitter. You can hear it on the bonus barrel episode. Um, and you might get a more in-depth answer from him maybe in the future somewhere. It's coming. He is recording it. I believe that's what he said. Oh, did he? There's more thoughts coming. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... I am a fan of the pre-order system, but I wish it was tweaked a little bit. I'd like to be able to pre-order directly from the company. Oh. I'd like to be able to, you know, Nintendo or Square Enix or whoever, be able to go right to their website and an item that's coming that I know I want and say, I want this, here's my money, when it's ready, send it to me. So that they can fulfill the order. I think that's better for them too. That's a great question. Uh, That would mean you'd have to know about it well in advance before manufacturing starts so they could match that manufacturing. Are you okay with that? Six months is enough time. No, obviously not. Or the NES Classic would be... They have new pre-orders on them. That's what I'm saying. Like, But how much time... Did Even they- if it was a case of, here's your... I, I could place my pre-order and then... Okay, I don't. it doesn't have to be launch day. I place my pre-order, I know I'm getting one now. Okay. When yeah. it comes, it comes. So you know I mean? before we announce it. We announce it on day one. On day uh, 120, it's launching. I've placed my pre-order in the middle. So I'm not getting it on launch day. But right. three months later... Mine gets printed off. So and they comes haven't to me. even started manufacturing yet. So they're like, okay, no problem. We'll just run the manufacturing line a little longer to make this. Right. Deal. That's a great idea. I'm on board because they know they're guaranteed sales. I am on board. Um, I like that method of pre-ordering. I don't like pre-order bonuses. I don't like exclusive store pre-orders. Um, yeah, I, I like pre-orders because I like to know I'm getting. This is something I want. I'm getting it. Bingo. If it's something I know I'm going to get. I'm completely. If I have I more don't, money, I don't. I'm completely on board for pre-order. I don't usually pre-order games that I'm questionable on. Anything that no. I'm like, anything I'm not 100 percent positive on, and I only am 100 percent positive on things that. <laughs> I have a funny story. I'm only 100 percent positive on things that traditionally come from a developer or a company a publisher that I like in a franchise that I like. Um, you and I. I don't even pre-order all Nintendo games. Yeah, neither do I. Um, I might start, <laughs> but um. You and I, not all of them, obviously, just the ones I know I'm going to like. Uh, you and I pre-ordered a game a while back. This is when we first were starting to get into this stuff, like into Cartridge Bros and whatnot. Yep. Do you remember what it was? We got a t-shirt each. We both got a t- Assassin's Creed. No. I got a t-shirt for that one. This was a very questionable pre-order. Ca- oh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Lords of Shadow, man. I seen Castlevania on the title. I was like, I am down. This is a perfect example of my Q-Dog, why he's against pre-orders. Yep. It was a very disappointing. Uh, two Worlds Two was against Two Worlds Two was a pre-order that burned me. <laughs> that was a pre-order. Resident Evil Raccoon City, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon oh. City was a pre-order that burned me, and I have since learned from my mistakes. But you also gained from those things because that got you goodwill. It got you other things in the future. Consider those seeds planted. Yeah, with a, with with a, a store that you made some clout with. That's true. Yeah, it did. <laughs> That's how I'm going to help you feel better. Pre-orders help that store. Right. Trade-ins help that store. Right. They got both. For so me you can justify. Two worlds, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just examples. But those of- are good. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear Eric's, Eric's deeper point of view on it because there are, it's definitely not positive all of the time, no. but I do see benefits to it. Right. I agree. I like, um, 
knowing I'm going to get the thing I absolutely want. But you need to be certain. You need to make an educated pre-order. Yes. I do not blindly pre-order anything. Yeah. Um, and the next thing on bonus rail, the guys talked about Undertale. And they think, oh, I got so much for it. They think that I would like Undertale. I have not played it, but... And I'm curious as to why they think... Now, they, they, they all know how graphic-focused I am. I don't know if they know that. Huh. <laughs> they know now. Um, <laughs> and I hate Earthbound. Because of the graphics, because of the shoddy gameplay, and because oh my god, the story is not good. It's, I I do not like Earthbound. I don't either. But um, a lot of so people do. under when I look at Undertale, it reminds me of a lower quality Earthbound. That's what I see when I look at it. If I'm wrong, and you have played Undertale, and you can compare it to not Earthbound, um, please do so. Jump on the forums. Let us know uh, if you have a podcast of your own. Come on there. Talk about the game and convince me that this is something I should try. But keep in mind, I will need to have a way to play this that is not on my Mac. I will not play it on my Mac. Oh, they announced physical coming out for PS4. Yeah, I know. I said they didn't want it. So, there's oh. a way. So, <laughs> this is your opportunity, Bonus Barrel. Sell me on Undertale. Keeping in mind, I despise the graphic style of uh, of it, I believe. It looks to me like a very low-quality 8-bit graphic style. I despised Earthbound. It was one of my least favorite experiences in the club. I don't think Undertale's for you. They think it is. We'll find out why. Yeah, we will. Um, I have some notes here that I'm, I'm not quite familiar with. I have the word brawlers. I think I wrote that for the game Left was playing on mobile. Okay. Don't even know if it's called that. It's something similar to that, I think. Um, I wrote it down so I would check it out. So, have you heard of this game? No. It's made by the guys that made, made that uh, Battle Royale or whatever right. it's called. Anyway... Uh, but a big topic of discussion was violence in video games. Yep. First of all, what's your opinion on violence in video games? Uh, I think violence in video games has its place as long as the ESRB continues to rate video games appropriately. And uh, so you're on board with the rating system. I am. I'm, I'm on board with the rating system. I wish more parents were cognizant of it. Um, now I'm not. I can't tell you how to raise your children. If you think your six year old is ready for Banging hookers and snorting coke, then coke. by all means, uh, chances are that's probably how they were conceived. That's probably how dude got coke on his chest. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> his parents didn't care. Um, you know, <laughs> is there an age that I think is appropriate? Yeah, but it's, I wouldn't say it's a hard and fast age because there are kids who mature faster. They grow up in different environments uh, and there are kids who mature slower and grow up in different, like, it, so there's no hard and fast thing, but I do believe that, uh, yeah, I believe, I do believe system. in the rating system. I, I believe in it too. Same uh, as I do for movies. If I'm going to watch, and it, even to the fact that it's, it helps to determine what I'm going to, what I'm willing to watch with my daughter. I'm not going to sit down and watch a rated R movie with my daughter and watch some girl get banged in the back of a car. Ugh, like that's that that horrifies me. The thought of that. I'm uncomfortable just hearing it. Yeah. Um. um but along those lines, now, like you were saying, I will watch John Wick and watch him double tap a bunch of guys in the oh chest. God, all day, every day. <laughs> I want it. I'm just kidding. I won't do that either. In my base. Um. Uh, I thought. Oh, you meant with with. Emily. Daughter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that w- that is the next question: Is what would you allow your daughter to play? Um, it's a game by game basis. Um, okay. Fantasy violence, I'm okay with as long as it's not over the top. Um, what about like enslaving creatures and forcing them to fight in like a like a dog pit? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yep, because that's Pokemon. Yep. <laughs> um, Just kidding. Pokemon as long as I believe, I mean, Emily's 15, so she's getting close to that age now, and I believe she is mature enough to recognize the difference between video games and real life. Uh, I don't think that it would have as much of a negative effect on her. But as she was growing up, I did I, I leaned more towards Nintendo titles for her 
because I felt that they were more appropriate for children. So when they asked this question... And they were also able to be fun. When they asked this question, I started thinking, what games have I ever played that I would not want my child to play? And I was struggling to think of any. Yeah, I don't think I've played any games that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want Emily to play that. Now, I mean, if she was like five or six, I wouldn't want her playing Resident Evil or anything like that. Um, But I'm not against her playing it when she's older. Um, I would say, I don't know, 13 is a good time for that. Was that how old we were when we started playing with that? Yeah. Um, I might have been younger because you're older than me. Yeah. So you were a very big influence. (laughs) But I didn't care. I was never scarred from it. Right. Um, I don't think. Um, But yeah, uh, that was the question that they asked. And that's how I would gauge it. Anything I would play that isn't overly violent. I don't play many violent games. I wouldn't get her to play the Souls games, I guess, until she's a little older. The violence itself isn't even that big of an issue for me because as long as there's context behind it uh, and and as long as they understand like because what age are we talking here? Well, yeah, see Emily's 15. So for me, it's hard to to picture anything else. Um, Yeah, we we played Xenoblade Chronicles together when she was 12, I believe. Yeah, that's a great, great game. Um, Yeah. So, but it's each parent has their own their own level. Like I said, I mean, I know I made a a glib comment earlier about GTA 5 and how you shouldn't play that with your kids. Uh, What's uh, glib? uh, Like sort of. Smart Aggie, smart Aggie. Um, Glib. But uh, I, I think it's okay. Uh, each parent, you have your own parents. I mean, I, I have always cursed in front of my daughter. I don't. Uh, and my belief was that she's going to hear these words from people at school, from students, uh, bullies, or other kids will say these words possibly to her. I'd rather her be familiar with them and understand them than have it be something that shocks her and surprises her. Hmm. You know what I mean? So now if some kid comes up to her and says, you're a stupid Patrick Swayze, yeah. instead of saying, oh man, I don't know, you know, instead of being like, I haven't heard those words. I don't know what's going on. She can be like, I've heard my dad call Charmander that in Pokemon <laughs> Stadium. So That ain't nothing on me. Yeah. Yeah. And off then the she shoulder. can be like, you're uh, a Patrick Swayze canoe. You know? <laughs> um, oh, is that word a... Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm, I'm, so I, I, I guess that's, you know... I'll just say I'm going to play a lot of puzzle games with her. And I'm going to play a lot of Nintendo games with her when she's young. Yeah. That's uh, a good thing about Nintendo games is they are fun for adults and they are generally okay for children to watch and enjoy. I mean, I beat Final Fantasy 2 when I was, or six, or 4 when I was 6. Is that too young to be playing that? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there were themes I didn't understand. Yeah. Must have been. But I wasn't playing Resident Evil. Remind me to tell you something funny about that after the show. All right. I um, so that's it for Bonus Barrel. Check them out. Good, yes. epi- good episode. Lots of discussion. Yeah. Lots of hot topics. They were all there right to the end. Can't beat it. Yeah, more more coming next week. Next up, Media Mavens. This was a this was yes. the episode that was supposed to be Wonder Woman. Ended nice. up being just Pam and Riley. You were almost on it. They were uh, sort of uh, jamming about what they've been up to, talking about games and TV shows and K-pop conventions. Uh, answered a bunch of listener questions. Listener questions w- went through really awesome. Really? Uh, well, because they only gave us like an hour to ask them. Uh, I got mine in right under the wire. They were, they actually hit refresh when they were oh, recording. Oh, cool. So I, I like when people do that. I love the Pam and Riley uh, only episodes. They are my favorites. Um, but I am looking forward to their Wonder Woman show. This was another great show. Check them out. They were the mission last week. So give them a review if you do yes. check them out. And, uh, and yes. Two more my podcasts. just went out, so hopefully it'll remind me. Of First up is, uh, or second to last, is Retro Fandango was... Uh, just a Kevin and Richard show, uh, and they spent most of it just sort of a. Or they started off just sort of chatting back and forth, no real uh, structure to it, and it was it was really fun and it was a good ch- chat. They talked about uh, some gardening, they talked about Adam West a bit. Richard gave his uh, breakdown on Game of Thrones and how he feels about the show, and uh, oh. they talked about uh, 
campy Batman from Joel Schumacher. It was a really, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, I, I listened to it at work. Uh, I had uh, I had a stretch in the morning where there wasn't anything going on. I was able to, to get the whole show in. Wow, I really enjoyed good. it, and uh, it was uh, it was a good uh, good showing from the Retro Fandango guys. Casual, casual. Looking show. forward to to more. Very good. And last but not least is the Donkey Kong Cartridge Club Portable oh, yeah. inaugural episode of Donkey Kong 94 yes. with host Curtis Freisel. And I'm always wondering if I'm pronouncing that right. And uh, guest Vintage Video Game Geek. Vintage and Curtis together. It's like peanut butter and jelly. A great inaugural episode. It's kind of fitting that Vintage would be on it too. He was sort of the godfather to the Cartridge Bros, hmm. um, which then led to the club. So. Yeah. I think it's fitting, very fitting. Uh, yeah, so, so let's check it out. Check it's it portable. out. It's awesome. It's right here on this RSS feed. You probably already heard it. Yes. Uh, leave them an iTunes review. Is that the mission? Nope. Oh wait, that was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next That's up. That's funny. So now we're gonna roll into some videos. Uh, Flock of Nerds came came at us with a double header. They gave us a Mario Mondays where they continued yes. in World Four of uh, Super Mario Bros. Three. Yes, uh, the giant, the giant world giant gave world. gave them some trouble early on. Might be my favorite world. I don't know. Yeah, you like the big mushrooms? Mm, I guess. <laughs> and what uh, that mean? then they gave us uh, later on in the week uh, a taste of Ikaruga. And actually, so they played through, played some Ikaruga. Miles's tweet or Catherine's tweet, I'm not sure who did it. Said uh, we check out uh, this easy and cheap game for the GameCube, <laughs> and then he was like, "By the way, it's neither of those things." Yeah, really. Um, watched a bit of that, and that actually decided for me that I'm taking Nicaruga off my want list. I thought you had it. Nope. Uh, but they have helped me decide that it's a game that I don't want. I can see nothing but frustration playing that. I look forward to that frustration when I someday get it. Um. Then we get in the Q Dog house. Uh, Mrs. Q Dog talked about yes. beating Final Fantasy IV. Yes. Uh, Mighty Q Dog talked about getting back to Final Fantasy V. Yes. And I actually went. So Colleen and I watched this today before the record. We went back and watched some of the older Q Dog videos. Do you know the first in the Q Dog host was September of 2015? 15. They've done 97 in the Q Dog host videos. It was the month we were playing Burnout 3. No way. That was their first? That was their first in the Q Dog no host. No way. They're all on their channel. Uh, as well, they have. Uh, what well, wasn't their earliest video, but was uh, the earliest one I saw was was uh, this was December two thousand thirteen, and it was uh, the Sega Master System Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, and uh, it was nice. Colleen and I took a little trip down Q Dog memory lane. Uh, today. It's adorable. We watched a few yeah. older episodes, but I was thinking about it. Yeah, those old in the Q Dog House episodes, the five minute weekly episodes. Are a great way to go back and get a sort of a glimpse into what was happening in the club at that Dude, time. It's like the original weekly. Yeah, that's genius. Anyway, check that out. Uh, it was a good show. Q dogs yes, are great. They are great. Uh, next up, uh, girlfriend versus booty bonanza forty two. Curtis booty booty picked up uh, some some high quality retro gaming magazines. He uh, like myself have been a subscriber to Retro Magazine. He also like myself did not get up issue one despite being told it was coming. Um, <laughs> he managed to pick one up, so that's awesome. Check oh, that out. Congrats. Uh, so is this see... collection complete now? Yeah, I think so. So you can see right. Curtis and his booty bonanza uh, on his channel, Girlfriend Versus. I will take Curtis's booty all day, every day. <laughs> Two more videos uh, coming out. Caleb, uh, Hey Future Caleb, did a Do Video Games Ruin Vacation video. Oh, yeah. a nice discussion. It's a good question. He's on a beach recording this. And uh, great, great episode. Good good topic of discussion. It is uh, a good time. Maybe we'll save it. I think. Yeah. Well, let's be th- I don't know. Whatever. No, no. He talked about it. I liked his his take yeah, on it. Check it and I agree with him on what he says. Okay. Um, I probably would too. Just 
guessing. Yeah. <laughs> and then last but not least, Musty's second breakfast. Yes. Uh, where he he dissected the problem with Nintendo. Yeah. And he thinks the problem might not be Nintendo as much as it is the people around them who are fanatical and who are anti-fanatical about them. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. He, he offered some possible reasons that we get this way and some possible things we can do to help help us be more healthily engaged with a company. It's a fascinating point. Um, yeah, every problem you think something is... Every problem you think that is in the world, other people don't agree with that same thing. So, I mean, it's, you got to all look internally. It's it's tough. It's like saying... Uh, I guess I'm not going to get into it too much. But I agree with, with his points. He makes a lot of great points. And I won't just regurgitate what he said just go yeah. watch second breakfast so moving to blogs oh, also he does a really cool weekly show now he does yeah so. really appreciate that musty thank you yeah so if you're here because of musty hobbit thank yeah. you next up we got blogs first off ryho magnifico makes his triumphant return to the blogosphere <laughs> ryho is back you know there's fireworks there's fireworks this weekend for it yeah there is he brought a <laughs> switch he talks about that he talks about friday the 13th so glad to have ryho back on twitter it was good um, I gotta get the invites out for this summer's Cartridge Con. Oh He's my coming. God, Cartridge Con. We actually have his Cartridge Club shirt upstairs. Even better. <laughs> and then two blogs coming out of the round two gaming camp. One is our Merchandise Mondays. Dean showed some statues for Odin Sphere on there. Oh my God, you must have been crazy. Oh, buddy. And so I messaged him and he was, yeah, that's good. He was <laughs> like, uh, you should check out this line and see if you like those as well. And I looked at them and I might have some $200 Odin Sphere statues in my future. Um, you we'll do not what, go down the Dean hole, we'll man. <laughs> Wait, that see, sounded. To see what Colleen says. <laughs> I'll run it by Colleen, see if she's okay. Maybe at Barry we can discuss me going down the Dean hole. And then, uh, <laughs> I would go down the Dean hole if I could, trust me. And <laughs> All day. <laughs> and then Dean reviewed uh, Discworld for the PS1. His first ever PS1 game was Discworld. That is huge. I don't even know what that game is. Do you remember our first ever PS1 game? I... Uh, Remember the demo disc, but our PlayStation came on Final Fantasy VII. And that was our first game. Yeah, first game we owned, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if it's the first game I played, but it's definitely the first game we owned. Pretty sure it's the first game I played. It's great. I definitely played Crash Bandicoot, probably, um, at, at a friend of mine's house. Discworld looked good, though. It's a 2D uh, sprite-based game, so... What? I have to look into this blog. Yeah. Check it out. Dean does it every week. And that's it for Update. So now we're going to roll into CC Mission. Our times are right around where we need to be. So this is the part of the show where we say, hey, here's something that would be cool if you did it. Oh. And then we ask people to do it. Yeah, this is a great idea. This is a good idea. <laughs> I wish I had read the um, I'd like to implement a giveaway tied to the CC Mission. So seeing as this is the first mission of July, um, what I'm going to say is, uh, if for every mission you complete between now and the end of July... For every mission you complete between now and the end of July, we'll gain you one entry into the draw. What is the draw for? And the draw at the end of July will be for, uh, we'll say some eShop money for your console of choice, whether it's Nintendo, Microsoft, or Sony. And uh, we'll say, what, 20 bucks? Dude, man, this is getting deep. One month? Yeah. I like how Kyle does it. I could probably, well, that could be a year before somebody completes it. Yeah, we'll do, for, <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do for a month. We'll try 20 bucks. We'll see what happens. All right, cool. Um, so or or Steam. Steam, Nintendo. What ties? It's not for the most. Everybody who does it will have their name entered in a draw. But you get... So if you do the mission for each week okay, for July... Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. You get four entries. Gotcha. 
I got you. Oh, cool. Um, so the mission this week is to share a YouTube video from one of your favorite channels on Twitter and include the hashtag CCMission. All entries must have the hashtag CCMission. I am going to search the hashtag CCMission from July 1st to July 31st. Those will be the only things chosen for entries. If you do it and you tweet it, and then afterwards you reply with CC Mission, that doesn't work. You have to tweet it again. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to track hashtags. Um, and I think twenty bucks is good. If it's if that's if that's a lot. If that value isn't good, please uh, send me a message. And are you insane? Uh, that is amazing. Right. All, they're, all they're doing is promoting club stuff that they're in a part of. Twenty dollars is fine. Okay. So <laughs> too much. Share a YouTube video from one of your favorite channels on YouTube. Share it on Twitter. Hashtag CC Mission. And have your name entered for a draw for $20. I'm going to enter like 18 of, times. Of eShop money from Steam, Nintendo, Xbox, or Sony. Your choice. You are a treasure. Uh, for international stuff, uh, I might have to just send you 20 bucks. I'm not sure how that works. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Just e-transfer that. Yeah, so that's the mission this week. That's a great mission. I look forward to seeing... Sorry. And you can enter too. Um, uh. So it's, it says from your favorite channel. Does it have to be... Club channels? Uh, sure. Okay. So it has to be somebody in the club's content and you're... Right. It. Okay. So if you're not sure what channels are in the Cartridge Club, you can head to www.cartridgeclub.org. Check there. Um, as well, uh, Cannot Be Tamed is included in that. I don't believe she's listed on the website, but she is included. So she counts. You've heard it here first. So there we go. And you can share your own channel. So if you're the Q-Dogs and you're like, I'm going to share my own video and I'm just going to tag CC Mission on it because that's what I'm going to do, then go ahead. Genius. Uh, so, moving on into answers. Answers. Let me see. That is not. Let's do it up. I find as the show goes on, I get more excited. I start to get louder. Who cares? Because uh, <laughs> I start off like sort of quietish. That makes sense. I do too, I'm sure. And then as it goes on, no matter what we're talking about, I just get louder. Do you say sure or sure? Sure. 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 Maybe both? Could be. CC questions. So, I need answers. <laughs> let's see. First up. Oh, that was a good one from Dean first up. There is more here. So first up from Dean. Do you gen yeah, I don't know why you kept asking this week because we have a lot. <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, first up from Dean, <laughs> do you generally tip at fast food establishments, mom and pop or chain? Mom and pop, yes. Chain, I don't even think you can. Can you? Uh, I don't know. I don't for either. Not even at mom and pop? No. Why not mom and pop? Because they're not doing anything above and beyond that I would have. They, like, I tip at a restaurant because that waitress or that waiter... Like, there's a whole team working on something there. The guy in the back's cooking it. The waiter, the waiter kept bringing it to me. Then they're coming over to check on me to make sure I'm okay. They're keeping my water and my coffee filled. They're coming back to make sure that everything's still okay. You know what I mean? There, there's a lot going on there. Afterwards, they clean my dishes up. At a fast food place, they hand me the bag. Huh. I then got to take it home. <laughs> then I got to eat it, set it up myself and eat it and fill my own glass. And then I got to clean up the mess afterwards. What am I tipping them for? Um, maybe I'm really Do you tip there. the guy at Superstore? Is a diner not... A mom and pop shop? Uh, well, he says fast food. So fast food, I'm thinking you order food, you take it home. Or you eat, even if you eat it there, like, okay, like a greasy a spoon, mom uh, a mom and pop one, like that one at the end of, uh, I don't remember what it's called. Sidell's? Yeah, Sidell's. That's a mom and pop. I don't tip there. I tip there. 
Yeah, you're a better person than I am. <laughs> I am not. Um, but yeah, I don't. <laughs> but I don't like McDonald's or anything. Although Tim Hortons. I don't tip at Tim Hortons either. I tip at Tim Hortons. I drink my coffee black. They literally, they're, they're, they they do, still mess it up. They do the lowest amount of work they could possibly do and still serve a customer to serve me. I don't tip that. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. If and uh, I mean, you make a good point. I re, I have friends. I used to work in the service industry. I was a bartender, and I have yeah. friends who still work in the service industry. And a lot of people in the service industry feel that you should tip. Well, in Europe, you don't. They pay their people in the service industry a livable wage. You don't have to tip. Right. If you can't survive off the wage you earn by working at a restaurant or a bar, then don't work there. Yeah, fair there, enough. There is employment available that that does pay more as a base salary. You know, I, I Now, I do tip at restaurants because I, I feel like they put if they put that extra effort in, or it, it's not even extra effort. The bare minimum is fill my water, fill my coffee, ask me if everything's okay. I hate when my drink That's gets it. emptied. Yeah. Those three things. Um, um, so I, I tip at those places, but... Uh, I don't go to bars anymore. So I used to tip ridiculously at bars for bartenders. I used to uh, Why? way over tip. Because nothing. if you tip more money, you get served faster. And I used to want to not have to wait. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. But I, as I've gotten older, I've realized that uh, you chose your career just like I chose my career. And it's not like they couldn't choose better. Like the Canadian forces will accept everyone. Yeah. Like almost literally everyone. Unless you have uh, – there are some um, – Conditions that they won't accept. Like, if you have diabetes, you can't go in the military. What? Uh, if you have hearing issues. Really? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, cause what? Because you, you could be deployed somewhere and have an, have an insulin or have a have a reaction. Wow. Yeah. What if you get diagnosed while you're in? You get released. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, that's my answer. The very long answer on whether or not I tip. Oh, yes. I forgot what the question Curious was. what everybody else does. We got away from that. Um, so, uh, please let us know. I'm also curious. Yeah. That bandy says, if you, could relive, if you could relive one week from your childhood, when would it be and why? Good question. I would relive the week that our uncle was, uh, it was actually a, a whole two months. He was it was home. a long time. He tore his ACL on his knee, and he spent the entire summer uh, sitting in our grandparents' basement playing Dune on the Sega Genesis. That's the, how I got into Dune. Dune, the battle for Arrakis, and I would relive any one of those weeks. Yeah, those were good weeks. Uh, one time, there was a summer vacation. And uh, I had watched the Summer of George episode from Seinfeld, and uh, I thought, I'm going to have a Summer of Mark. And I told my friends, I'm off the radar for a week. I went, I rented Pokemon Snap and something else, I don't remember. I bought all these Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and stuff. Uh, Revelos, I bought <laughs> And I didn't talk to anybody for a week. It was great. Just played video games. I would relive that any day. Awesome. Also, radar. one time I jumped off a swing and broke both my ankle, or sprained both my ankles in our backyard. I don't know if you remember that swing set. And mom let me play Zelda two all week, so that was pretty cool too. It sounds like a punishment. It was. <laughs> it was awesome. Derek from Two Dorks asks, "What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? What profession would you not like to do?" I would love to try and do something in PR or marketing for a video game company. Oh, that would be good. I think that would be a lot of fun. I want, um, what's it called? Your job. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a dream. I want to play games all day and get paid lots of money, and that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> leave them living my dream. And a, a job that I would not want to do, I would never want to be a teacher. Um, teachers get very little. I could be a teacher. I, I, well, I don't overly like loud, noisy children. Wait. 
But teachers get very um, little recognition for the work that they put in. You've recently come into some news. I don't know if we're allowed to discuss that here. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of relates to what you're saying right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know what I wouldn't want to do. Um, I've always been okay with... I wouldn't want like a school, like an elementary school teacher. Okay, that's fair. That requires a lot of... you can't, like, kids don't just... That's... You can't just tell them to sit and stay and they do it. They... Right. That would require some patience. Um, A job I wouldn't want to do. There are these people that come and take skin off of of donors in the hospital. I wouldn't want to do that job. That sounds awesome. Um, I've accidentally walked in on that. So it's somebody's job to peel people. Yes. it's They call it filleting, but yes. (laughs) I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, No, they do not get paid that much. Um, I might do it pro bono. You can't. There, they do train you. Like if you were to just walk in and be like, you have to have a good compared to your course. salary. Do they make as much as you? They make more than me, but not much. Hmm. Yeah. Is there any kind of psych test beforehand? <laughs> I don't think you're never alone with the patient. <laughs> Are the um, people alive while you're skinning them? No, not not yet. <laughs> okay. While you're peeling them? Uh, yeah, that's a that's a one job I said I could never do. So. Uh, but with that, next up we have Dean. Asking, so Dean says, I'm making burgers on Sunday. Describe the perfect burger. Toppings, buns, condiments, meat, etc. I'll make them. Be fair. He's actually going to make it. Yeah. So, oh, here's a weird thing, I guess, that I like on my burger. Uh, I like a fried egg on my burger. Okay, so describe the perfect burger to Dean. He's going to make it. Okay. Um, it would just be uh, a cheeseburger with a fried egg on it. Um, what kind of cheese? I'm okay with uh, like a slice of like a processed American cheese, I think they call it. Okay. <laughs> like a craft single. Okay. I'm okay with that. I don't care. Um, but the yolk, try and make it not broke, um, but still cooked well. What's that called? Over easy. Over easy is when it's not cooked very much. Over medium. Sure. Over hard if you can. I, I don't even know that exists without breaking the yolk. But that would probably over hard would cook the yolk through, so it would not be runny anymore. You want a, a little runny. So over medium. Yeah. Okay. Over medium. Um. Uh, yeah, ketchup is the only condiment that I that I put on my burger, and uh, yeah, I guess you could put some lettuce on there if you really want, but I don't really like vegetables on my burger. Okay, so for me, uh, get a nice fresh Kaiser bun. You want uh, beef for the meat, um, ground beef, mm. uh, lean preferred. I guess I should have said that. Um, put a little, put a few breadcrumbs uh, in the actual um, uh, patty. patty as you're as you're making it, and. Uh, on the burger, I would like to see a slice of uh, cheddar cheese as well. Uh, have it melted on the burger. Mm. Um, on the bun for toppings, you're going to have uh, a, a, a layer of mayo directly on the bun. Uh, and then next on the, the top, this is on the top bun. Uh, so uh, mayo applied with a knife, a layer of mayo. Then um, a, a, a drop of ketchup. So almost like a small C of ketchup. Not too much, just a very little bit. And then you want a nice crispy... Cold, cold, crispy piece of lettuce on top of that. And you want two strips of bacon. But, like, make sure the bacon is a little wavy so there's, like, pockets of air. And then put those on top of the cheese. Then the bun goes on top of that. That's the perfect burger. That sounds delicious. I would eat that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And send me a picture and one of those burgers. Mm, I would put that inside me any day. Uh, next up, <laughs> Retro Nonsense asks, Will the Super Nintendo Classic be more obtainable? If not... 
Sean, do you have any other family members with <laughs> milestone birthdays that they could sacrifice? It's coming. Uh, I believe it will be more obtainable than the NES Classic was. I don't believe they will meet demand. I think no matter how many they make, it will ex- the demand will exceed the number. And no matter what number they make, people will complain. I can't wait, man. If they make, <laughs> if they make no 50 million of these and sell them out, people will still say that, no, I don't think they're going to make I've given million. up. I've stopped caring. No matter what number they make and distribute, it will not be enough. People will still blame them. Um, yeah. There will still be stacks and stacks of them being scalped. Yes. But I don't think they'll make enough. Uh, as for milestone birthdays coming up, I don't think so, Duke. Um, I think it's our parents' anniversary this weekend, though. Yeah, but that's not September. So no milestone birthdays, but like I said, I am getting in line with Mark when he's going to get his. So I will have one that um, we can discuss. We should do, uh, what's it called? Periscoping when we're waiting in that in line that time. You know anything is about that? Is that a sexual thing? I don't <laughs> I don't believe it is. <laughs> oh. I think it's just like live Twitter video. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'll no, sorry. It. We can I was Kyle. thinking of space docking. It's... Friend, a friend at work told me about it. Anyway. In the Patrick's way. Uh, um, space talk. Next up from Diego Avila. Minecraft Rocket League to have crossplay between Switch and X-Bone. What other games do you want to play on Switch via crossplay? Uh, I think any game. FIFA should be on there. Uh, any game that is available on both systems or on multiple systems should be crossplay. I would love that. They should all be. Anthem should be crossplay between PS4 and Xbox One. I just wish Sony would get on board um, with crossplay. Oh, they don't play enough to. In care. this day and age, at this point, there is zero excuse for not having crossplay between all platforms. So yeah, I think funny. any game that is released on both, the only issue I would say would be with PC and first-person shooters because there is a significant advantage in a mouse and keyboard over a controller. But you can get mouse and keyboard adapters. Yeah, well, <laughs> significant advantage. But I do think any honestly, Diego, I think any game that's released on both. That has multiplayer available should be available to play on both. Can and you I think, think of any in particular though, coming up uh, that's been announced for Switch? Shovel Knight has multiplayer on Switch, but doesn't have multiplayer on Xbox. I'd like to see it get multiplayer on Xbox and have them be able to go together. Well, like playing the same screen with somebody. Yeah. I, I just think I I, I I don't think we should limit ourselves to. I, I'm an, I like I prefer playing things on my Switch and my Nintendo console. I don't want to have to get an extra. I don't like having to have an extra system strictly to be my my online with friends system. I'd be like I'd like to be able to unify that. Fair enough. On top of this question, I would love to get the Minecraft physical edition. So if anybody knows when that's coming out, please for let Switch. me know for Switch. Next up, Flock of Nerds asks. Catherine says, "Applesauce on your pork chops? Yay or nay?" Miles and I fall on opposite sides of this debate. I'm yay. He's wrong. I do not like applesauce. Yeah, some bad news, Catherine. So when <laughs> we were kids, our parents were big-time supporters of applesauce on pork chops. I don't really remember it on my pork chops. Just in general, they liked applesauce. It was always on the table. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a no. I can no longer. I no longer enjoy applesauce. I don't want it on anything, let alone my pork chops. I just don't like the texture. There's something about it. It's, it's yeah. I'm sorry, Catherine. I would eat it. So at your I house, guess we are there. I would eat it and and, and pretend to enjoy it. Though. I would scrape it off, but I would stare at you as I scraped it off. I would. It would be like. It would be like. This is not right here. Yeah, this is quite quite the contrast. I would eat it and say thank you. It was delicious. <laughs> I wish he was joking. That's what I would do. <laughs> um, throw it on the floor. This is for the dogs. Eh. Next, I guess I'll just eat out. Next question is... Uh, <laughs> and, not, and not tip. <laughs> <laughs> Next question from Retro Revolutions. 
One console, one game, one beverage, one food. For the rest of your life, what do you choose? Oh my god, I should have read this. Uh, Nintendo Switch. What? That's your one console, dude. I can play it on the go. GTFO. I can play can it on the go be, or on my TV. I can play it on the go or on my TV at home. It's the only console I'm allowed to play from now on. Yeah, okay, well, all those games you can't play on it. No, because the next answer is one game. Well, but the one game could obviously all only be in your one console. Right. So I'd like to be able to play it on the go or at home on a big TV. Oh, uh, okay, I see what you're saying. Snap. So, so it has you, to you be You can the really Switch. eliminate the one console thing and just say it's one game. Right. Okay. Well, no, because you could pick the game that's on multiple consoles. But it's still only one console. Right. So I'm, I'm saying right, Nintendo right. Switch, my one game, I'm going to say... Mm, at this point, it's going to be Breath of the Wild, I guess. It's the only game. There's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot to do in that game. Um... Oh my god. Uh, one beverage would be water and one food uh water. Pizza. Oh my goodness. You can get different varieties of pizza. Suck these one game things. Uh, and he says choose wisely, no take backs. Oh my god, no take backs. Probably go. It's gonna be a Mario game. It's gonna be Shock. Mario Odyssey on the Switch. Probably will end up being that. You don't have a choice. At the moment I'll go with You have a choice. What else do you want to do? You only play games when you're Super Nintendo? Just let me consult my CC100 list. Oh my goodness. So while he's doing that, I'm going to move into Musty's question because it's a no, question. No, it'll be taking two seconds. All right, Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. Pepsi is my drink of choice. Food. Um, food. Probably, uh, I'll go with hamburgers now. <laughs> Probably because of beans. Nice. Um, Musty Hobbit asks, what are you looking at for the Berry Game Exchange? And, I mean, merchandise-wise, the hugs are free of charge. Adorable. Um, I'm glad the hugs are free. I'm looking forward to the hugs. So the question is, so we hug when we meet. So when I first see you, I hug you. So I, when I first meet Bill, I'm going to give him a hug. You know, hey, what's going on? Very presumptuous. But do I hug him each time I see him after next? I'm staying at Bill's house. Like, do I get up in the morning and give him a hug? You guys are sleeping it... together? <laughs> well, like... When I wake up, if he's if he's not spooning me, do I roll over and Dean and, Dean and Colleen are sharing a bed, and Bill and I are sharing a bed? I assume it was Joe and Colleen. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Actually, I should probably make sure that doesn't happen. Although Dean could probably slip in there, you know. Um, Once you go down that Dean hole. So what I'm looking what I'm looking for is uh, oh. Fire Emblem uh, Radiant Dawn on the Wii. Oh yes, you've been looking for that for a while. Yep, Princess Ooh. Crown on the Sega Saturn. And, uh, which I probably won't find because it's a Japanese on the game. I was going to say, is that Um, and that RPG, RPG that I can't remember from Delaware. You're not going to see, well, you might see that first one. What was it again? Um, Radiant Dawn on the Wii. You might see that. Yeah. Um. You definitely won't see that too. There was another game that I was interested in. I can't remember what it was now. Uh, if you see Spike McFang. Oh, you know what? I would grab Spike McFang. Do not. It is way too expensive. (laughs) Radiant Dawn is a big one for me. That's the only Fire Emblem game I, North American released Fire Emblem game I don't own, and I I currently own all of the North American released Vanillaware uh, games. So I'd like to be able to get that uh, that RPG. I can't argue that. Um, I'm looking forward to everybody's pictures because I'm gonna be there, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm also looking forward to you dropping off a package for Dean that we've had for a long time. There's one here, and you have one at your house. I, yeah, <laughs> we've had those for a while. So. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, yeah. Retro Revolutions asks I don't think that's a 
question. Will buy a Switch, can you make a crossplay Minecraft thing official for CC? Kyle, okay, so he's asking myself. about the Minecraft server. I have nothing official to say yet, but we will be getting a Minecraft CC server. We're just, we still don't really know much about the crossplay yet. We're just looking into it now. So if you play Minecraft, look forward to a possible... Oh, a new guy in the club, uh, Frantic Society thing is, I think he might even have a server. So I might inquire with him. Yeah, Josh signed up for the forums today as a new guy yes. or this week. I feel like as I've been talking new... to him for a little while. Well, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, man, I've, known, I've been following you on Twitter for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, next up, Kyle asks, what are some arcade cabinets you put in your arcade? I, I never played arcade, so none. You don't know any that you'd want, though? Uh, there's an Alien vs. Predator arcade game that Kevin and Richard talked about on a Fandango a very long time ago. That was the when, up, I think. When Kevin had uh, modded his Xbox. That was the... That's the one you want? That's the one. <laughs> I want Berserk or Robotron. Well, I'll take either. I would like to get good at either. The end. Mark Gisby asks... Man, why did you keep asking for questions? Mark Gisby asks... <laughs> I didn't realize. Do you have a favorite book magazine based on games? I have a used Sonic book where you change to a page based on decisions. Uh, I don't. What about Ready Player One? Oh, I guess. Is that based on games? Does that count? I don't know. Then I'll say Ready Player One. Good choice. I will also... Um, although Shepherd's Wolf is also pretty cool, not based on a I real game. I haven't finished that yet. It's good. Uh, I have not finished it either. I get really far, though. <laughs> uh, Vintage Video Game Geek asks, Where do you see the club in 30 years? Probably with the kids from Retro Nonsense running the show. <laughs> uh, Ephraim and... Uh, Avery, Avery, and uh, uh, Musty's little boy. All of the the current cartridge kids, the three, the three Q Dog uh, sisters. Once they have finished their term as president, um, <laughs> running running the club. Yeah, once they, if anybody's going to be president, it's Eric's children. I am, and then once they finish fixing up America, uh, they will run the cartridge club. Yeah, that'll be awesome. I honestly like. And then we can move down. They're a combination of their father's uh, meticulous attention to detail and their mother's kind heart and quick wit. And I'd vote for them right now. Also, never mind, I was going to say something, but yes. Um, so that's what I think uh, in 30 years the club will be. Uh, and I look forward to being able to look back and say, hey, at one point we Junior helped. Too. He will like yes. me. Yeah. He'll probably he'll have a Twitter. Into <laughs> he'll have a Twitter account and he'll make a bunch of snar snarky tweets and uh, <laughs> ask a bunch of ridiculous questions. But he'll help the uh, retro bros, that's the retro nonsense guys, rise up from the ashes. That's right. Nonsen you didn't want to go with nonsense bros? No? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, next up, from Mrs. Q-Dog. P1, you trying to get P2 to come to Barry with you and Colleen. Can you try harder? Do you need help from Joe? He's done everything he could. Uh, so we offered to... He's not the only one who's done everything he could. We offered to pay for him, um, <laughs> to drive up with us, obviously, because it's not going to cause anything. I think Bill said he could stay with him. I offered to buy his meals for the whole weekend he was there, uh, and pick up any games that he wanted for him, and then bring him home. Um, we, I believe at one point, we even, uh, Dean and I were even tossing around the idea of flying him up just for the event on the thing. Saturday. That was a thing. Flying him up the Saturday, and then flying him home the Sunday after the event. Uh, and uh, I, Dean and I had offered to split the cost of that plane ticket. Um, he just he's, he's done everything he could. He's not interested in seeing any of you. So <laughs> that's not it. I sometimes I wish the Barry Game Exchange was the Halley Game Exchange. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But uh, he has uh, confirmed that uh, as long as he has a child, he'll never make it to an event. I did not confirm that. It has not been confirmed. 
Next up. But uh, if anybody's interested in coming to Video Games Live, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Video Games Live, April 4th, 5th, and 6th. Something like that. In uh, 2018 here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. I didn't there's different dates. Are our, our dates all the same? Yeah, we all the same dates. Whew. Um, <laughs> 6th, 17th, I think, is the dates. Uh, that'd be cool if you guys wanted to come down for that. Uh, yeah. Bonus April's Barrel a great coming. time to visit Nova Scotia. Bonus Barrel's coming. And the Namecast crew is coming. Yeah. And us. So that'd be cool. I gotta get some more Namecast into me. I had some podcast gaps this week. I'm gonna throw them in. Just jam them right in you any way you can get them. Do you listen to f- uh, Frame Trap? Uh, occasionally. I would start those. I started them. They're pretty good. They're long. But, I mean, you said you're looking for gaps to fill, so. Yeah, they're long. Um, oh, man. I love them. That's okay. We don't have to like the same things. You're right. <laughs> Next question from Vintage Video Game Geek. Who has the biggest joystick? I Actually, so when you asked this vintage, I went through all of my... I keep all my controllers uh, underneath my consoles over there. I went through... I don't think I have a single joystick, to be honest. It's all just game pads. So I don't have any. Do you have any joysticks at home? Uh, I think I have like a little nubby one. Yeah. It's like uh, just a tiny little... It gets the job done. Is it like an analog stick though on your N64 controller? Like a loose one like that? or No, it's like more like the, uh, the little yellow nub on the Game GameCube one. The C-nub. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so... I mean, I guess, by, functional. I guess by default that would be the biggest uh, the biggest joystick. Um, what, about, what about you, Vintage? Uh, Vintage has the, that big Atari one, I'm sure. Yeah, I have no doubt. Yeah. You maybe even have one of those combat. Atari, I don't. Now, see, a lot of the Atari ones uh, had those bigger ones because they had to compensate for the fact that the games weren't as good. Right. So they gave you, a, you know, it wasn't as much fun to play with them, so they gave you the bigger joystick to, to make you think that you were doing something. Bingo. All it took was that one button, that's all. And then it was done. <laughs> uh, Matt Stacy asks what your favorite N64 game is and why. Who's, who has this? Matthew Stacy. Oh, how did I miss Gamer this? Gamer Sketch. You retweeted it. I don't know. Oh, I only know. Okay. <laughs> This is the N64 <laughs> question. Sorry, I misheard. I heard what you said. I misheard what you said. Oh, favorite N64 game. Oh, um, oh yeah, I looked it up on my list because it was really hard. Didn't know if it was going to be Ocarina or Mario 64. The list tells me it's Ocarina. It's Ocarina. Um, I want to say Ocarina, but Shadows of the Empire. Like, if I go based on nostalgia and memory, I'm leaving. Shadows of the Empire. I'm leaving. What? Shadows of the Empire is fine. Is not the best in the 64 game. He didn't ask the best. He asked my favorite. Same thing. No. What is the best to you? My well, my favorite uh, Super Nintendo game is Final Fantasy IV, but it's not the best Super Nintendo game. You don't think it's the best Super Nintendo game? Final Fantasy IV. Yeah. No. Then what is the best Super Nintendo game? Super Metroid. Why did Final Fantasy III? Why don't? Because he's not asking for the best. He's asking for my favorite. It's your best. There's no, no definitive best. It's not. It's the one that I enjoy them. I have fond memories of Shadows of the Empire. I'm allowed to like what I like. <laughs> You're part of the problem. Fine. Shadows of the Empire. And lastly, we asked a question of the community. And it was, which game on the Super Nintendo Classic are you most excited to play in HD? Duke from Metronauts says Super Metroid. Oh, yeah. Metro Kaiser said Spike McFang and Chrono Trigger when someone hacks it. Oh, shuck ya. We should get Spike McFang on there. I'm boycotting. Oh, boy. <laughs> Diego said Super Castlevania 4. Seiji said Super Punch-Out. Uh, Josh from Frantic Society said Yoshi's Island. I think it's in the top 10 for best platformers ever. Wow, high praise. Uh, Colin Mackin said uh, every game is a hit. He wants to play them all. Yeah. And Mark Gisby said Earthbound and Secret of Mana. Wow. Two very RPGs. That's the show. We ran long two weeks in a row. Wow, this is long. We had no news. How did this happen? 
because uh, we rambled. We had no topic and this still went. No news, no topic. And we had 100 questions. We had 100 questions. That's okay, though. I like the questions. I, I would, too. I will cut new segments before I will cut questions. I would agree with that. So that's the show. If you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, please head over to www.cartridgeclub.org where you can check out this and other great podcasts, videos, and blogs from our community. If you are already a member of the Cartridge Club, you can head to www.patreon.com slash cartridge club where you can donate as much or as little as you like and every cent donated goes to improving the club. I am player one. I am player two. CC Unite.